Thank y'all. Hey, we're going to jump right into it. If you got your Bibles, pull them out. We, uh, I decided to change things up today again. Shocker, right? But uh, we're going to be in John chapter 4 for a moment. I want to talk about uh, some current events. You know, we've been talking about love and, and our love for God, love for each other and all those different things. And really it kind of ties into that, I guess. But, you know, there's, there's always, it's always a good opportunity to talk about things that are happening in our, our nation and our world uh, from a biblical worldview as much as we can. But uh, I'm not talking about weather balloons or spy balloons, Jason, so don't worry about that. Praise the Lord. Although I am scared to fly my drone now. <laughs> scared I might get shot down. Uh, <clears throat> there's been some stuff happening spiritually around the country. And I want to talk about it this morning because I want us to have a, a good grasp on what it means for us. What it means for um, other believers around the country. And so uh, I, I want to jump in. John chapter 4 verse 23. We'll throw it up on the screen for you. It says, but the time is coming indeed. It's, now he- or it's here now. When true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, the Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. We'll leave it up there. You don't take it down. It's fine. Uh, there's been a revival happening at a college campus in Kentucky. And I wanted to kind of talk about that because there's a lot of people talking about it on social media. The news is covering it. There's a lot of different perspectives on it. And so I just want to give my thoughts on it today because uh, as many good things are said about what's happening, there's also a lot of uh, skeptics and questions and criticisms and things of that nature. So I just want to hit it head on this morning because I'm sure some of you have thought different things about it and have read people's thoughts about it. And so we're just going to talk about it this morning. First of all, I think that we need to celebrate any time a group of people are saying, I'm going to give up my time to worship the Lord. Now, what's happening is there's some people trying to create this formula for how a revival should look. And we revive things that are dead. So those who are spiritually dead are coming to know Jesus in a real way. And those who already know Jesus are just giving him praise and honor and glory. This is, I think, a response to students who didn't want to leave chapel one day. And they've just stayed there worshiping Jesus. Um, there's no production to it. There's no speakers that I'm aware of, unless someone can correct me. It's just people worshiping Jesus and, and praying to him and those kind of things. But there's people who are trying to put it in a box and saying, this is how revival. See, we shouldn't have lights. We shouldn't have production. We shouldn't have live streams because look how God's moving here. And I think we fall into a trap when we start going down that road. He says we worship in spirit and in truth. We know the truth from God's word. Right? And we follow his spirit in whatever he wants to do. It says that the time is now. This is, how many years ago was this written? So we're in that time now where where God is looking for those true worshipers who are worshiping in spirit and in truth, who just love God so much. They're like, I just want to spend time with him. And there's people who are saying, well, why can't we have that at our church or at our Bible study or in our groups or this and that? That's being said. I'll say this. God is always moving. And the way he may move in Kentucky may be different than how he moves in Orange County. But God's moving. What's happening, I think a lot of people are are getting to this sensational mode of look what God's doing in this city and this city. And what happens is we take our eyes off of what God's doing right here in this city. In your life. 
in your home, in your workplace. See, I think there's people right now who are in this room that are desperate crying out for a move of God to happen in their life. And if I know one thing about revival or an outpouring of God or seeing God move in that way, in a mighty way, in a different way, whatever it is, even a small, still way, it starts with us and our, our perspective. Having a revival in Orange County won't start because we have a service that we say, hey, we're going to be here for 14 hours or 14 days. It happens because you say, I am desperate for Jesus. I am desperate for Jesus. We say in our small groups, make I statements. If you want to see revival happen in your life, make an I statement. I need Jesus. I don't need another self-help book. I don't need anything else other than God's spirit and God's truth in me and pursuing that with everything that I have. And then all of a sudden, things are going to start changing in the way you see things and how you see other people, your spouse, your coworker, whatever it is, how you see God moving. Now you're like, well, I don't care what they're doing. I'm glad God's doing something over there, but I'm, I'm right here right now. God has me placed right here in Orange County, and I see God moving right now. I see God moving when husbands and wives are being restored. When people that are right now in the, on the floor of a jail cell saying, I need Jesus and I want to give my life to him, God's moving. When, when, when drug addicts and alcoholics are saying, I've had enough, but I don't know what to do. But Lord, I, I need you. That's God moving. Sometimes it happens when there's prayer services for hours and hours and hours where people are saying, I just don't want to go home. That's God moving. We can't put God's movement in a box because it's always different because he may still part the Sabine River is all I'm saying. We can't put it in a box. What I know about scripture, though, is that every time there's a, a miracle of God, a movement of God, there's movement of God's people, too. For those people who were saying, I see God moving in Kentucky. I wish he had it. I wish he moved that way here. My first thought is or first question that would be, well, what are you doing right now? What does your life look like? How, how many hours have you spent on your knees alone praying to the Father, interceding for people, interceding for your community, in your school districts, in, in your marketplaces? How, how many hours have you spent on your knees? We want to see things change. We want to see things grow and be different. And we're waiting for the pastor or the ministry leader or whatever to say, hey, now, now this is what we're going to do. We're waiting for the next event the next conference the next whatever it is is to make that change when really God's saying I want you to start right where you are and watch me do what I do start right where you are if we're not in his word we can't we can't know how he moves because nothing that God's going to do is going to contradict what we have right here and maybe somebody can teach me different but I've yet to see anything where God's going to do anything that falls out of line of his word. As we fall more and more in love with God, our eyes are open more and more to who he is and what he's doing. And yes, we should celebrate what he's doing on campuses, like I said. And what's so amazing about this, and this is also kind of scary too, because people are flocking to this college. Maybe if I can just get a glimpse of this or a touch of this. and I just want some of this glory. God's like, why are you over there? Why did you drive 3,000 miles to go there when I'm right there in your house too? Why are you chasing after an experience when I want to be with you and experience you right where you are? 
The more we pursue God, the more we love God, it opens our eyes to what God's doing right in front of us. You can't wait for the next, like I said, the next event or the next Bible study or this and that. Start right where you are, and God's going to open your eyes. But yeah, people are flocking over there, and it had me thinking, like, my goodness, if we're not careful, we think this is the only way God's going to move. This is the only definition of revival when we have multi-day services. But what happens when that's over? Then what? You see, you hear us preach this word, discipleship, all the time. And it's not just a, a lesson or a curriculum or even an hour on a Wednesday night. It's a lifestyle saying that I don't have to wait for the next big thing. I'm doing it right here, right where I'm at. Because of my relationship with God, I'm, I'm choosing to worship him in spirit and in truth in my closet when no one's around. When I'm walking through Walmart trying to find where they move the little Debbies to, I am worshiping the Lord everywhere I go. Because maybe one day he does say, hey, I need you at Lamar University because there's some college kids in Orange County that need to know me and experience me in a real way. And I'm going to use you to start light that fire at that campus. Or maybe he says, hey, look, I don't need you at the, the big event. I need to have a revival in your house. Amen. And I want to use you to start that revival right in your house. Right where you are. I wrote this down. Living in the flow of what God's doing doesn't happen because we plan to serve as it happens because... Or it starts and is sustained by hungry people who simply want to worship Jesus for who he is. Movement's happening, church. And I'm seeing so many people have so many responses to this thing. But I, I don't want us to get distracted by what's happening in Kentucky because God needs to do something here. He is doing something here. And I want your eyes to be open to that. I want your eyes to be open to, to what he's doing. So I said we should celebrate what's happening around the country, but we should not fall into some FOMO attitudes, fear of missing out for the generation who doesn't know what FOMO is, um, which any generation, sorry, Don. Mm. Um, but there is, there is a, the devil will definitely try to use this fear of missing out of what God is doing because you see something on social media that looks grand and great, a great experience to sound repetitive and like a broken record today, God is doing something right where you are. And he wants to do it in your life. He wants your eyes to be open to what he is doing. Um, the, the outpouring of God's spirit, too, did not start at this Kentucky College, Asbury, whatever the name of it is. It didn't start there. It's not going to end there, church. And we have to know that and remember that. Put up that Joel scripture real quick, please. Joel chapter 2 says, but the time is coming indeed. Uh, sorry, here we go. Yeah, Joel 28. Then after doing all those things, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on servants, men and women alike. And I will cause wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and the columns of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before the great and terrible day of the Lord. Lord arrives but everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved for some on Mount Zion and Jerusalem will escape just as the Lord has said 
These will be among the survivors who the Lord has called. And we'll stop there. We're in a time now where God wants to pour out his spirit. He's been doing it. He's going to continue to do it until Jesus comes back. You know what's interesting about this whole deal, the pictures I'm seeing uh, just at this Kentucky college and what I see in this scripture here. There's a lot of people who have preached on this generational gap that we have in the church. I've preached on it before. But what I'm seeing in pictures is that it doesn't matter if you have gray hair, no hair, or or, uh, purple hair. People are coming together and they're worshiping Jesus regardless of the generation. And this here says that old men, young men, everyone is going to experience the outpouring of God's spirit and be used in a mighty way to help others experience this love of God and this life that he's called us to live. And I want to encourage you. Revival doesn't look like just one generation. I saw a post yesterday that said that Gen Z is the revival generation. And I say they're wrong. I say every generation is a revival generation. It doesn't matter what you look like, what, what era you grew up in. What matters is are you pursuing Jesus and are you helping others do the same thing? Without talking condescending about things you don't understand from either side. Just saying, hey, look, we got differences, but we, we're unified because of who Jesus is. We're going to pursue him with everything we have. And we know that he's going to move. He is moving. And one day we're going to spend forever with him worshiping just like this all day long. And it's going to be great. And I hope they have a really nice drum set up in heaven so I can jam out. I want to close talking today with, with, with this. And, and Jason, actually, you can just hang on, bud. Just, just stay where you're at. The movement of God is not rare. It's real. It's happening. There's not these rare pockets of God moving. Well, we got God moving this. And I hear people talk about this all the time, especially church leaders. Well, God's moving up in this church and that church. We have to quit saying that. It's not a rarity to see, see, them, see God move in someone's life and in someone's church. It's happening every single day. So I had this experience. That's why I didn't want you to come up here, Jason. You can stay right where you're at, bud. But thank you so much. I want to close with this. So years ago, I was leading worship at a youth camp. And it was nothing special. This is something that I just love. There was just this hunger just to worship God. And we started playing this very simple song. And we started seeing these kids respond in such a way. Even kids that have never been in church responding in ways that just blew my mind. Like, look at this. And there's nothing special. There was no fog machines. There was no fancy band. It was just me and a keyboard. And the Lord was moving in kids' lives, not because of anything special, but just because that he loved them. And they were saying, God, I love you. And something powerful happened. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to get on the keyboard. I'm going to try to remember the key I'll play this song in. This is a really, really old song. But here's what I want to do, because I'm really, really old. And my daughter said I got white on my beard. I'm like, go, go to your room, you know? <laughs> here's what I want to do. I want you guys just to close your eyes. For one, it's going to allow you not to be distracted as I move to the keyboard. But number two, I want you to begin to think about where you are right now in, Jesus, in relationship with Jesus. Like, how is that looking for you daily? How, how is that going and I want you to begin just to ask God, Lord, help me move to a place where I'm intentional about my love for you. 
my worship towards you. And let him just talk to you just for a moment. Let's just be still for just a moment. Sometimes the best place that we can be revived and find revival is in our prayer closet in the secret place, singing the simplest, most common song. You know, sometimes Jesus loves me is all we need. And um, I 
find that happening in my life more often lately where I'm just like, I don't want all the big production song and all. I just want to sing to God, and that's where he meets me. So I'd encourage you to take the time this week to do that. Like, God's moving. He's always moving. It's like Matt said. We've just got to be seeking him to see his move. Um, Don't forget, uh, we're going to be at the other campus on 408 Miller Drive this week. And then if you're going to be in the trash off, the sign-up sheets are in the back, I think at the welcome desk. But you may go and send no more. God bless you guys. We'll see you on Wednesday.